With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here. Hour two. We'll recap the draft with Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live, NBC Sports, Football Night in America. Reggie Miller will join us in the final hour of the program. Recap what we saw and also look ahead to the matchups. Two games coming up tonight. The Sixers without Joel Embiid are 10-point underdogs against the Celtics. And the Suns in Denver again. The Suns are four-and-a-half-point underdogs. Big news, though, was Steph Curry yesterday getting 50. He had 50 points, one turnover. He and uh, Kevon Looney, they're the reasons why they won that game against Sacramento. Steph you know, this is something that people don't realize. It's fun to shoot a lot, but it takes a lot of energy to get 38 shots. Steph was 20 of 38. Just to get in. That's why I always marveled at Allen Iverson. He, he had to get those shots every single night because the team relied on him. And Golden State in a Game 7 on the road, and Steph Curry took 38 shots. Just the energy to take 38 and how he takes those shots, where he takes those shots. And they're not all threes. And you have guys who are 10 years younger than him. They're hungry. They want him. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, you you want some of this smoke, as the kids like to say? Would you like some of this smoke? Hey, would you want some of this smoke right here? That's what I would be saying. Oh, what are your thoughts about getting some smoke? Boom. Yeah. And then I would hit a jumper, but 38 shots, hit 20 of those, and they move on. And now it's the Lakers against Golden State. Yes, Marv. What's the most shots you ever take? 25. And it was awesome. Because you have gone for 38 shots? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nobody else could have gone for me going for 38 shots. But, yeah, in, uh, in, in a game, 25 shots. But, you know, when pickup games, yeah, probably shot, you know, 35 times. Yeah. When we would go to the Lebanon Correctional uh, Facility and we'd play it against the prisoners, uh, the inmates, then, yeah, I'm putting up 35 shots in that. Because, you know, the final was like 109 to 106. And, and they can't really get you later. No, like, they you just can't. leave the building. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Marv. Was there any smack talk during those games? Yes, there was. Oh. Yeah. From, from your side? Sure. Yeah. I so mean, you can't do anything because the CO is right there. Yeah, it's competitive. I mean, it's fun. But but it's not, you know, like bad. 
It's just, you know, I'm coming back for more. You know, like, where do you want me to score on you? Like, you know, stupid things See like you in that. seven to ten years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I did not say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Enjoy the commissary. No, I, I told you the story where I'm looking in the, I'm, I'm shooting around before we play the inmates, and I hear this, hey, Dan, Dan, and I'm going, I don't know anybody in here. And I turn around, and it's a guy who was in my brother, my younger brother's class. And I turned around, I saw Kevin, and he just waved. And I, I walked over to him, and he, I said, what are you in for? And I think it was armed robbery. And uh, he said, look, I'm betting on you. Okay, and I go, what? He goes, yeah, 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 I'm betting on you. You're, you know, you're going to beat these guys. Four packs of smoke? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was betting. But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was fun. Very competitive. All right, so Steph goes for 50. The Heat up 1-0 on the Knicks. The Nuggets up 1-0 on the Suns. And I mentioned the game's coming up tonight. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, as we always do. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. Uh, say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. You can uh, download the app. You can watch for free. And our radio affiliates around the country. Our poll question from Hour 1. I don't know if it drips over to Hour 2, which quarterback drafted this weekend is in the best position to succeed. The results on danpatrick.com are really, really interesting. Okay. Right now, there's two players tied at the top. Okay. Do you want to guess Bryce who they Young. Are? Yes. And Hendon Hooker. No, but Hendon Hooker is tenths of a point behind in second. Will Levis? Stetson Bennett. Oh! Okay. And Bryce Young right now <laughs> are tied for first. And then basically... Equally just as tied for second place, or third and fourth, however it goes, would be Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson. Okay. Uh, nobody puts C.J. Stroud in a good position to win. Yeah. And that's on social media or on the website. Nobody likes that. Well, I don't know if... just feels like the Texans, they're hard to like. Uh they, they tried to tank, and then Lovey Smith was going to get fired, and then they played inspired football, and then they ended up winning a game that the team didn't want them to win, and they ended up with the second pick. Although they got two players that, you, that have to be impactful, better be impactful, but it's just you need more than that. When you're watching the draft, I don't know if you watch the draft the same way I do, but it feels like when you go, oh, that team needed offensive linemen, and they needed a cornerback, and they needed a, a punter. All right, they addressed all their needs. Everything's good. Not factoring in, we don't even know if they can play. They just drafted players at that position. Well, we addressed that. What well, did you? I don't know, because when you look at the highlights, they're called highlights. Everybody looks like they can play. Like, that guy is dominating. Every offensive lineman is holding. Every wide receiver, wide open. Defensive linemen are getting a sack, like, you know, all these things, they're highlights. And you go, God, that guy's great. That's the problem sometimes. You only see the highlights. And then you don't see, like Jeff Akuda from Ohio State. What did he go, third overall to Detroit? And then he got jettisoned prior to the draft for like a seventh-round pick? Like, that's one of those where you can't miss. But you do. All of that scouting. All of that time, all that research, all the interviews, all the pro days, uh, the combine, and then you miss. Like if Will Anderson doesn't work out, that's where you lose jobs. You're trading a first and a third next year for him? 
you know, uh, Anderson, you know, you would think coming from Alabama, like, okay, pedigree, all of that stuff. Anthony Richardson, what if he doesn't work out? Because they tried all the other ways to replace Andrew Luck, bringing in retreads. Now they were like, no, this is our guy. We're going all in. And hopefully they gave him a little bit of time to absorb this because, you know, he's walking into a pretty good situation there. Yeah, Marv. That's like a D Milner. I thought every, oh. everything was all squared away. Like, man, this guy, Alabama corner, yeah. physical, yeah. big guy. I think he played in the league maybe three or four years. Who was the DB taken out Oklahoma State by the Browns? Justin Gilbert. Yeah. What was he, nine overall, yeah. I think? And you're like, fantastic. okay. That's why I always go back to just because you have a lot of draft picks doesn't mean you're going to have a good draft. Because we've seen that with the Browns where they had all these picks and you're like, uh, Brandon Whedon. Huh? Why? They end up, you don't draft well. Yeah, Paulie. I'll throw out a name. Remember Vernon Hargraves, the defensive back for Florida? He got drafted by Tampa. Perfect team. They got yeah. a good defense already. He's out of the league. Well, what about Vernon Golston? When I watched him play in college, I went, oh, my God. I don't think he had a sack in the NFL. <laughs> that was all he's there to do. Yes. Where you go, that guy, he's a beast. Um, DeAndre, uh, Deion Jordan yeah. uh, from Oregon. Oregon. Average career. He's yes. Bouncing yeah. around. And you're going, I think he was number five overall. They're just certain. And, and these are jobs. Imagine, what, what's your job? Uh, I got to analyze college players uh, for the draft. I have to go talk to them. I got to look at their tape. Like all of this stuff. That's what you do. And then, all right. And with the fifth pick overall, the Miami Dolphins take Deion Jordan. And everybody was like, what a specimen. Man, that guy can't miss. Specimen. They, yeah, oh they can all miss. They all, you know, every team has one of those, oh, my God, what did we just do? And having, you know, having been at the draft, those the, the people who show up always make it seem like, yeah, that's the guy we wanted. You got a ta- or you got the center out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Going nuts in their painted face. I know. <sighs> I always feel bad for that when your team addresses its needs and they, they take an offensive lineman and you're so excited as if they just, you know, took the uh, next great offensive line depth. <laughs> yeah. That's why I am here. Yeah. Offensive line depth. <laughs> nice. Uh, in the trenches, baby. Yep, yep, that's what you do. But you're watching, you're going, man, all these guys can play. You're watching, you know, wide receiver, and you're like, man, he's awesome. Okay, uh, come on down. And then you're going, wait, what happened to him? When he was at Alabama, he was always wide open. Yeah, yes, Mark. Do you know scouts or GMs or somebody like that that have lost their jobs because of just awful draft picks? Scouts more so than GMs. I only have one – one of my sources is a scout. I don't know if I've ever asked him if he lost his job with the team. Hmm. Or has there been pressure like, hey, you remember last year. Yeah, I don't know. Don't, I, don't I, let another year like this happen. I, I should ask him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Paul. Remember on Friday we were talking about people grading the draft and people were banging on the Lions. Now what the Lions did makes more sense. They drafted Jamar Gibbs, the running back of Bama, maybe a little higher than they should – Maybe their plan the whole time was to get rid of Swift. They don't want to pay that running back. He was a nice player for them, yeah. and he goes to Philly. But maybe that was their thought, like, hey, we're never going to pay the running back position. We'll, we'll just grab another one. But you take a running back and a linebacker, 
and you could have gotten those players, it felt like, later. That's what I didn't understand with the Lions. Maybe you got who you wanted, but you paid a premium for those players at positions that aren't premium players. You know, when you're franchising somebody, running back and middle linebacker, they're the ones that get paid the least. That's what I didn't understand. I think the Eagles did an incredible job. I really do. I think they did a wonderful job. Now, this is what I was told over the weekend. Because I said, the Vikings didn't get a quarterback. Could the Vikings be interested in Trey Lance? And I think there was a report or something written about that. And I, I wanted to see if that could actually happen. I don't know what you would Minnesota would give up. Because I thought they were going to draft Hendon Hooker. Uh, or maybe they were going to, you know, Will Levis. I don't know if they want to re-sign Kirk Cousins. What is he, 35? you got to start thinking, you know, Kellen Mund uh, is not their future, apparently. But I, I wondered about that with Trey Lance. Could you say, we'll give you a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance? Maybe a third or fourth-round pick, something like that, if you thought he could play. Yes, yes, Paul. But if you're the Niners, do you hold off on any of that? No, because Sam Darnold might start for them this year. You you have a – Brock Purdy was really nice last year and it limited – You don't need Trey Lance. And, and Unless you say, no, of course he can play and he's going to be a starter. But I think that Sam Darnold starts for the Niners this year. Because of injury? Or, yeah. 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 I think he starts. And there's no competition there because when Brock Purdy gets healthy – Sam Darnold will then be the backup quarterback. But if you have Trey Lance who starts and does well, now we got a competition there. If you're Sam Darnold's agent, you need like a three-game stretch with like four touchdowns, no picks, in relief, and then the starter comes right back in, like a limited window of really good play, yeah. and then you're a free agent the next year. Yeah. The Garoppolo move. Cousins will be 35 in August. I mean, you got to start thinking about this. He... he He's the oldest acting quarterback in the NFL. Nice pair of pants. A mini, yeah, like a crisp pair of Dockers and a, and a sweater tied around his neck and a, a nice minivan, probably with an air freshener hanging from uh, the mirror. <laughs> AM radio. Yeah, only AM radio, but cranked. <laughs> cranked. <laughs> yes, Marm. <laughs> There's definitely a sign in his house that says, bless this mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laundry, about a laundry room, just in case you forget what room you're in. But a big sign from Pottery Barn says laundry. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Let me get uh, Buddha in here so he can talk about his Golden State Warriors. Hey, bud. What up, DP? Hey, man. Uh, worst, worst of the weekend. Pack up the beam, Dan. <laughs> the team got absolutely punked. I mean... Kevon Looney out there looking like Gulliver and the Lilliputians, and Steph is Steph, DP, baby face killer. Yeah. But have someone else beat you. I was channeling my inner DP watching <laughs> and just screaming at the TV like, what is going on? Have they not met this Curry fella? He's pretty good. Um, anyways, best of the weekend, Dan. My entire Lakers team giving Villain Brooks 40, DP. <laughs> I mean, who saw that coming? No, oh, no Nobody. Thank you, Buddha. But they were double-teaming Steph Curry, which made it even more amazing. But he, he does what you're supposed to do with a double-team. You split him. But Looney was wonderful. I, it felt like any rebound that went up, 
on the offensive end, he was going to get a hand on it. And keeping that alive, and it just felt like third quarter, I even text the uh, Danettes. I said, it's over. Sacramento is not going to win this game. Got in foul trouble, Golden State's in the bonus, and I said, they're not winning this game. And it looked like they put everything into winning game six in, in Golden State and didn't have as much coming back home. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up, and uh, we'll talk to Chris Sims. We talked about the worst collapses. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody said to the Boston Bruins after last night, was this season a failure, I'd be curious how they would answer that because it was a failure. Your record-setting season means nothing. You're, you're joining a long list of teams that were wonderful during the regular season, and they didn't even get out of the first round. Chris Sims joins us next, back after this. Oh, TireRack.com. Seton went, Seton went there, South Bend, Indiana, and it feels like you know it's a small shop like mom and pop, but it's not. I mean... TireRack.com is taking care of the country, and they're doing it. And you know what? The old-fashioned way, just good people. They're there, available, and they have the easy-to-use tire decision guide, personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They got their own test track there. They got everything you need, the full lineup of Kumo tires, and they ship them fast and free. Overnight, mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas. They bring the tires to you at home or work, install them on site. Usually takes less than an hour. I want to get on that track they got. TireRack.com slash Dan. You'll see the Kumo tires, the test results, and special offers that they have. Great people. Proud that they're one of our partners. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and 
holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. The biggest sports moments deserve a connection you can count on. Streaming live sports is better with the Xfinity 10G network. Get to more phone calls coming up. Best and worst of the weekend. Reggie Miller in an hour from now, in honor of Steph Curry getting 50 with one turnover. It's worth noting that Reggie had 57 on the Hornets in 1992 and had zero turnovers. So Reg will join us coming up in an hour from now. We bring in Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, the show that precedes ours on Peacock. And, of course, he's an analyst for Football Night America. Let me start with the poll question. The quarterback who was drafted this weekend who is in the best position to succeed is who? Ooh, the best position to succeed there. That, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about it through, you know, that lens or, or frame there. You know, um, who would come I, to I, mind for, right away? Well, I think what, I, what came to mind right away a little bit was just the perfect marriage, and I kind of know what it's going to look like and how it's going to look like with Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen, right? Okay. I think that's where I look at it. You know, I wondered what direction the Colts would go in the draft. Shane Steichen, you know, he was with Justin Herbert in his rookie year, and they were throwing bombs all down the field. So I thought, well, maybe they'll go a Will Levis or that, or what direction is this offense going to go? Now we know what direction it's going to go, and they get Anthony Richardson, who's extremely talented. He's raw, and he has to play, and that's where I think the situation's really good too. So not only is the scheme perfect for him, but Anthony Richardson, like Trey Lance a few years ago, Dan, we had those conversations. You, he ha- you can't go another year of, oh, let him sit on the bench and learn. His number one issue is he hasn't played, and I think that's why Colts are a great situation for him too. Why did we think, and I think you had him in your mock draft, that Will Levis could end up with the Colts? Well, I think that, one, knowing Chris Ballard through time and talking to him a few times, and knowing, like he's, a, he's into big-time traits, elite traits, right? Things about guys that go, ooh, whoa, that's special. Nobody can do that. And now we can build around that. And, hey, coaches, you make them better in some of those other departments. So I had them kind of pinned as one of those type of guys. And, you know, those are the two guys that kind of had the elite traits. We know Richardson and Levis probably had the two strongest arms in the draft. They definitely did. Uh, So that's kind of where I pinned it. And then I worried about – 
you know, all the S2 talk with with C.J. Stroud. You know C.J. Stroud was my favorite quarterback, but the one thing I know about the S2 and people around the NFL and all my friends and connections there, yeah, it doesn't uh, predict success, but to this point, it's predicted failure, or not 100%, but yeah. pretty close, and I think that's what scared people too, so I wasn't sure if they would feel comfortable with Stroud at four. But then Levis starts to fall, and then I wonder if this is where mock drafts can do a disservice to a player. Sure. Because we look at it and and we go, oh, my God, he's dropping. When sometimes the professionals get in there and start assessing these guys before the, you know, the writers do this and give you a mock. We got a mock draft already for next year. Yeah, right. And right. now you're already up there, and then you start yeah. to fall. Well, it's the player that we're blaming, not the person in the mock draft who put exactly. them up there too high. And Will Levis, was it just felt like he was too high. Yeah, well, I think everyone bought into the hype. There was a little hype from last year that carried over into this year. He looks exactly the way you want the franchise quarterback to look, right? He's smart and handsome and, you know, looks good on the podium. And then, of course, he's got a rocket right arm. So all those things fit the bill of, oh, he's got to be a top-ten pick. He was quarterback in the SEC, all of that. But, like, I mean, Dan, that's it drives me crazy. Unqualified people making qualifying statements all the time goes on in this business. And, yeah, like I even think of, like, the Notre Dame tight end, Michael Mayer, phenomenal player, right? I mean – you were led to believe that he was a top 10 pick before the draft process. Baby Gronk and Notre Dame and everything there. And it's like, it's not fair to him that the expectations are are put up so high. And, and I think you're right, Dan. I mean, I know I had friends and people I talked to that saw Levis the same way I did. Mm-hmm. I like some of the things about his physical tools, but it's just inconsistent. And it's all over the place in a lot of different areas to where, yeah, I couldn't have picked them in the top six, seven, eight picks. That wouldn't have been for me. And I think there was a lot of teams that felt like that, and that's kind of why he kind of kept falling down the round. We had Matt Miller from ESPN, one of their draft analysts. And I said, you know, what happens next year? You know, if you look at these quarterbacks who weren't eligible, Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Michael Penix, that, yes. you know, these are really talented quarterbacks and would probably have been taken ahead of all of these quarterbacks this year. I, right? I, 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 I think so. I mean, I listen, I really like C.J. Stroud. I think he is damn good and he's made for the NFL. And I think he's in, not a, he's in a good spot as far as the offensive fit. I don't, you know, they need some talent down there. Would in you have taken him over these quarterbacks, Caleb Williams? Yeah, Drake May. I, it, this is where it's hard. It's hard. Like I, I, I'll say this. All right, before the process started, and before I dove into film, right? Because I didn't study them. But before that, yourself a TV scouting. Yeah, I was going, Penix up at Washington, Caleb Williams. I was going. Those are the top two quarterbacks in football. I go, Penix should come out. He's going to be the first pick draft. He's going to be the first pick of the draft. Caleb Williams. I knew he couldn't come out, but I was going, oh, he's number one pick next year. I mean, he's the closest thing I've seen to. Mahomes and that kind of play, you know, since Mahomes in college. So, yeah, I think there's a very real possibility that if those two were out this year, that those two would be, uh, yeah, at the top of the list there. Okay. I, I don't doubt but, that at all. But Miller said this. He said, I see Arizona on the clock at one next year. They take Caleb Williams and move on from Kyler Murray. Whoa. Well, okay. I mean, that's that's a bold move right there. Uh I, I don't, you know, that, that is like goes into a lot of things. One, 
you know, with his contract situation and yeah. can they get out of it after next year? I'm not sure they can, right? You know, Kyler Murray, as we know, there's some negatives about him, but, man, I, you'd have to be sold that this guy is just the absolute next thing because, you know, Kyler still has some really special things about his, his game, and he's got some elite traits that we were just talking about with Chris Ballard there where you go, he can do some things that nobody else can do. So I, I would always be a little hesitant about throwing that overboard. He's Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. Who had the best weekend? What team? I mean, it pains me to say it as a Giants fan, but I mean, you know who had the best weekend, the freaking <laughs> Eagles. I want to throw a bunch of oh, four-letter words at those mother effers out there, okay? I mean, damn, they got the 90s Eagles defense and the 92 Cowboy offense. That's what they're rolling into the 2023 wow. season with. Wow. I mean, holy crap, Ola. I, I was on Twitter on, on Friday night going, mercy. I mean, I give up. This is unfair. It's the greatest team building I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, to get some of the to get the best player in the draft at nine, you know, to get maybe just pure natural pass rushing talent, the second best one in the draft, in my opinion, at thirty, and then everything else they got. You along think Carter with it, was the best player in the draft? I do. I think Jalen Carter was the best player in the draft. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think if he doesn't regardless have some of, of the, position, because like Bijan Robinson right. to me is a star. He's up there, definitely in that discussion, too, to what you're saying. I mean, he's right there. Uh, but, yeah, Jalen Carter was the best interior D lineman I've ever evaluated coming out in the draft. Like, it, it, he's, you know, Jerome Brown, Ooh. Warren Sapp-ish, right? It's that kind of guy, and no. uh, that's where I think he's really special. But there's concerns. Yes, there is. They're right. There's some off-the-field concerns. I know that. Right, and that's why Philly's perfect because Jordan Davis is buddies there. Nicobe Dean, they drafted him last year. He's been the quarterback of that Georgia defense. He's there. He's got, of course, two teammates going in there with him this year to help support him. Yeah. He's got a guy like Fletcher Cox, who's a Hall of Fame D tackle, to show him the way. So if there was one spot to land, this was the absolute greatest spot for him to land and flourish as a person and a professional. As I'm watching the draft, I don't do social media, but I'm watching going, the Jets just got robbed. They wanted an offensive lineman, and, you know, they got caught. Um, right. It felt like the Cowboys got uh, caught. Yeah, the tight end, yes. right? <laughs> you know, right. Because Dallas can – Jerry Jones can say whatever he wants, Chris. But if you watch that war room, those guys Definitely. did not know if they should be celebrating. It's almost like – uh, is this a good thing? And then they almost had to be reminded, we're on camera. Yeah, that's well, who yeah. we wanted. No doubt about yeah. it. No doubt. And, well, and, Dalton Kincaid, I think, Dan, is was, and that's what the interesting thing about the draft. You had Jalen Carter. You had Tyree Wilson. Jalen Carter and Tyree Wilson, I think, were the top two players on a lot of people's board. But mm -hmm. Tyree Wilson had the foot injury. Nolan Smith, I think, was a top ten player for everybody. But he had the pectoral injury. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Dalton Kincaid, I think all these guys were top 15 players on everybody's board, but they had little medical issues or issues that kind of made them fall. And Kincaid was, he's phenomenal. But you're right. I mean, it was one of the few needs that football team needed there in Dallas, and everybody read the, the room the right way and thinking they might go there. The Jets, hey, it stinks they lose their tackle. It's the price you got to pay to get Aaron Rodgers a quarterback. And you know, I don't think they needed another player on defense. Well, 
you know, they're, I think they're one that we got to think of where Robert Sala came from, right, Dan? Yeah. He came from the Seattle Seahawks and the 49ers. He went to Super Bowls with those teams because they had defensive linemen falling off trees, right? Yeah, they're but just you like, have to protect Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think they're, if I had to just give their side of the story, I would go like this. I think they think, and, and I know a little of this because my dad and brother work out with Makai Becton in Jersey. He's in phenomenal shape. So I think they're, they're feeling good about that. Mm -hmm. They have Max Mitchell, who played for them last year, who they really like. And then I think they're hopeful that Dwayne Brown you know, can stay healthy and, and figure out the year that way. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a gamble. But if they are healthy up front, the Jets' whole line is better than people are giving it credit for. And now they have waves of defense alignment coming at you, too. So they're still in a very good spot and one of the better rosters in football. How would you like to be Marvin Harrison right now that you would have been, you know, a top-five pick, I'm guessing? Yeah, and, right. And now you have to go back to college. Now, uh, yeah. I, now, NIL is going to give you maybe a million dollars, but you have nothing to prove. You got a new quarterback, and you're a marked man, but you have to go back to Ohio State. This is where, like, you know, I, I wish the NFL, you know, would use a little common sense in these type of situations. Every now, you know, I mean, like Yogi Berra says, you know, common sense ain't that common, and it definitely is not with some of these conversations here where, Hey, the guy we just talked about, Caleb Williams, he's another one. I know. Why can't the NFL get together as a group and go, you know what, oh, hey, we got two or three guys this year that we think, okay, can come out early instead of risking it and going back to Ohio State or whatever like you're talking about and doing that where, yeah, he could have came out, started making money, started his NFL career. But what and, if and you had a been the number one How guy. about a consensus, Chris? Yeah. If you got an unbiased panel that was assessing – Marvin yes. Harrison and Caleb Williams and said, we're all in agreement that they're top five picks. Right. And if they want to come out now, you know, we've been wrong. You go to Christian Hackenberg and everybody thought he was <laughs> a number one pick. You know, Leonard Fournette could have come out. Adrian Peterson could have come out. Marshall right. Falk. There's those, they, exactly. There's certain right. players where you go. It's not fair that that guy's got to go back. You know, Herschel Walker. It's not fair right. that they're going back to college. No, I, I, I like your idea there. I do. Well, they could, like, set up some sort of NFL Legends Club, ex-players, like, you know, like a Derek Brooks and a Warren, Warren Sapp and, you know, maybe a retired GM and some other front office people where, yeah, they could come together and go, hey, let's, you know, let's evaluate this for what it is. And like you said, go, okay, these guys are ready. Let's, let's let them come out and everybody else has to adhere to the rules. Whenever we watch the draft, it feels like every team got the guy they wanted and everybody's going to work out. And it, it's like less than 50% that they work out. The team that had the worst draft pick, in your opinion. Oh, wow. Mm, that's a good one there. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up with that right off the top of my bat. Let me, I mean, right off the top of my head here. Let me just look at my computer here. Okay, did the Lions, they took okay. Gibbs at 12, good... and they took Campbell. Okay. okay, those are two positions that... They took them too early, in my opinion. Right. All right. So I'm with you there. I don't love Jordan Addison by the Vikings oh. in the 20s. That would be one that I'd go, that is way too early for me. Okay. Jordan Addison's a good route runner. But, I mean, you know, 
plays after the catch and things like that. That's one that confuses me. I hear what I had a feeling you were going the Lions route there. I was literally looking at them on my sheet of paper here. Okay, this is where I'll defend the Lions just a little bit, right? Where agreed with you. Jameer Gibbs, they probably could have got him 10, 15 picks later. Jack Cohen, probably another 10, 15 picks, 20 picks maybe even later, right? But I do think they had those guys earmarked as far as, wait, those are guys we need at the position and we like them the best and we felt that they fit our culture. And if they got the guys they wanted and so be it that it might be 15 or 20 picks before they should, I'm not going to be mad at them okay. for ultimately addressing the need they needed on their football team with the exact guys they wanted just because they overdrafted, you know, like I said, 10 or 15 spots. So overall, yeah, that's the negative about the Lions draft. But damn, they needed a big-time tailback. They needed a middle linebacker badly. They needed another tight end in Sam Laporta. We know they need help in the secondary, right, with Devin Witherspoon not being there. They get Brian Branch, the quarterback. So I really think they did a lot of great things for their team. But, yeah, to be nitpicky, they overdrafted those first two by a little bit. Yes. What was it like for you when you were drafted? Oh, gosh. But, I mean, it was a horrible great experience altogether in one. I, the night before, I started to get a feeling that I might drop. I went into the process thinking the Raiders might take me at the end of the first round. The Ravens were involved in it, right? They decided to go with Kyle Bowler, if you remember correctly. Ooh. The Raiders had the last two picks of the first round. Al Davis had basically led me to believe that they were going to take me with one of those last two <laughs> picks. So I thought I was going in the first round, right? You know, then the night before the draft, my agent was like, hey, I don't have a spot for you or anything like that. And I ended up being the last pick of the third round. So, you know, I spent most of the first round waiting to get picked. The second round, hey, I Chris, sat there Chris, mother effing the NFL. The, and then the, I got picked. The Raiders the passed on you five times. <laughs> I, I know they obviously they obviously did not like me that's for sure <laughs> yeah. why are you laughing so hard I, I, I'm you laughing like that, with huh? you I'm laughing with you I didn't sure. get drafted I didn't get drafted no I, I no you're just busy making millions yeah, on radio I, and everything else you're doing all right I, I'm doing okay uh hey yes. good to talk to you thanks again Always. Anytime, man. Tell all the guys I said hi. Be good. Uh, guys, Chris Sims says hi. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. Yeah. I like how it's like, yeah, Al Davis led me to believe you're going to take me at the end of the first round. Yeah, they passed on you there. And then uh, uh, the second round and, and the third round, too. All right. We'll come back. Best and worst of the weekend right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point that, Tony. Anyway, Thank you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. 
and Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Talk to Reggie Miller coming up in about 45 minutes from now. Best and worst of the weekend. Seton has an all-time best of the weekend. Now, give the backstory of Jimmy Jimerson, who we bring up as sort of our NFL, well, he's our generic insider. And, and this is a combination of a lot of different reporters yeah. who cover sports. And then Seton came up with Jimmy Jimerson as our NFL insider. So when I throw it to Jimmy Jimerson, it usually sounds something like this. Uh, uh, let's go to Jimmy Jimerson to assess the uh, Carolina Panthers draft. Jimmy? Well, Dan, as you know, the Carolina Panthers took a quarterback, this year, which they sorely needed, and they're trying to figure out right now, was that the right pick to make? They usually do something along those lines. That's what they're asking themselves right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or if I say, uh, hey, tell me what the uh, Jets are getting with Aaron Rodgers. 
Well, Dan, obviously Aaron Rodgers uh, from the Packers. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, most talented quarterbacks ever. And we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I, mean, I, mean, I don't think people understand that right now, okay? We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, okay? I don't think people understand that. That's my that. favorite. That's my favorite when you're going, okay, give me some analysis. We're I mean, talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, okay? Do people understand that? So last night, the Simpsons episode came on, and... Seaton, pick up the story from there. It's like right after the clouds, and it says, you know, it opens up the show, The Simpsons, and all of a sudden they have an NFL coach standing at a blackboard pointing at it, and his name is Jim Jimmy Jimerson. And it's like, yo! That is awesome. It's like the coolest. That is wonderful. The coolest, yeah. What's, what's your worst of the weekend? Uh, oh, well, this is a dramatic turn. Oh. Uh, because one of my most favorite announcers... Uh, passed away this weekend. And I didn't grow up a Cardinals fan, obviously, oh, not being from St. Louis. Yeah. But Mike Shannon, when I first got to uh, ESPN, I had to work in this department called Screening, where you would basically just pull highlights. And so yeah. during you would pick which games you got to do. Yeah. And, man, I just thought Mike Shannon was the best because it was right. Albert Pujols was just on fire. And he'd go, you know, hitting the like, get up, baby, get up. Oh, Albert's done it again. That guy was just great. He was so much fun to listen to. And I remember going to Shannon's Steakhouse, I think, in St. Louis, and met, you know, some of his family. Yeah, Paulie? Yeah, we went there. It was the 04 World Series. We ended up one night at Shannon's Steakhouse. Yes. It was a great place. Get I, up, baby. Yeah, and uh, met some of his family, including one of his daughters, who was gorgeous. And I remember, I don't even know if I ate any food that night. I just kept staring at her. She was, like, striking. Uh, but he was fun. He won, uh, I think, two World Series titles playing for the Cardinals. But uh, yeah, yeah, right. I know him as a broadcaster, but yeah, he was yeah. a player there too. Uh, Todd, best and worst of the weekend. Going to give some love to Jamal Murray as my best of the weekend. Thirty-four points, nine assists, five boards. Game one Saturday night versus the Suns. Nuggets handled their business at home, one twenty-five, one hundred seven victory. Worst Grizzlies Friday night in an elimination game get humiliated by forty points at the Lakers, one twenty-five, eighty-five. D'Angelo Russell scores thirty-one, while Morant, Bain, and Brooks combined only had four more points than Russell alone. Uh, Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. Best of the weekend. I watched this mini series called Sins of Our Mother. It is absolutely insanity. I don't even want to give anything away. Just watch it. It's three parts. But it's good. It's really good. It's really. And who's the star? So it's based on this woman, and she joins this cult, and her kids mysteriously disappear, and she goes off with the leader of this cult, and it's just so much going on. Like there's so many different moving parts. Wait, this isn't the real story of the the the. The woman they relocated to Hawaii. Yes, this is it. Oh. That's the story. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, so, yeah, it That's is terrible. Story. Yeah, it is wild. Yeah, yeah. If it was called moving to Hawaii, you'd feel like positive and yeah. fun. Uh, your worst of the weekend? Oh, no worst. Patrick Ewan's ovation. The, uh, this is my other best. Patrick Ewan's ovation yesterday at the Garden was absolutely amazing. Love the fact that he's getting the love that he should be getting. So. He's getting his flowers. Oh, for sure. That was nice. Yep. Paulie Best and Worst of the Week. Worst of the weekend, obviously the Bruins' loss was painful, but I think for the Bruins fans, the ride's over. Like, what do you do the next two months? If you're a Bruins fan, you expect the next two months to watch your team play hockey and end up in the Stanley Cup final, and you just got nothing. They're like going to the, be losing some players. Yeah. Like, they're, well, they're, they're an older team. Or, you know, there's probably four or five guys that – Bergeron, I know, talked about if he was going to come back. But, but what, what a tough May when you're just going to be like, we're gonna, I'm going to watch 20 games and yes. I'm watching no games yes. in May. Yeah. Uh, my best of the weekend, the Dallas Cowboys rarely get good PR for good things that they do. Uh, I'm giving full blast good PR to the Cowboys and a good draft pick as well. 
They drafted Deuce Vaughn, the running back out of Kansas State, who's awesome, by the way. I don't know how he dropped it the sixth round. He's a little guy. Mm. His father, Chris Vaughn, is a scout for the Cowboys. And you can't hear all of it when you see the video online on social media. Jerry Jones makes the call in every draft pick. You see him. And he makes the call. And all of a sudden, Chris Vaughn, the Cowboys scout, starts bawling because his son is being drafted by the Cowboys. Mm. They let him come around, grab the phone, call his son and say, say, Deuce, you want to come to work with me on Monday? And he's like, sure do. And it was just an awesome moment by the Cowboys. Uh, Barry in Santa Fe. Hey, Barry, best and worst of the weekend. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, chat. Real quick, uh, best and worst of the weekend. The best was uh, those two Stanley Cup Game 7s yesterday. Uh, Worst was my Islanders getting booted on uh friday but i would uh i heard uh ty earlier this morning i would like to uh congratulate him on his escape from which island and uh invite him out <laughs> invite him out to uh the manse over here and uh celebrate and also any of you married guys uh i i provide a witness protection program there's always beer in the fridge there's sports on tv and I have no idea where you guys are. So come on out. All right. And there's Barry with an open invitation for guys who want to get a divorce. <laughs> uh, Seton and the uh, French kid uh, went to see Barry in Santa Fe. Not a care in the world. Yeah. He is easy breezy. He stays right at a nice steady pace. Does whatever he wants when he wants. With whoever he wants. Blood pressure, 100% in check. He's... <laughs> Was it 120 over 80 or whatever? Like the Kevorkian of getting... <laughs> yeah, easy. He's just strolling on down the Ave. By the way, the first Saturday in May, no other day can compete. It's the uh, Kentucky Derby, the 149th Kentucky Derby, Saturday, 12 Eastern on NBC and streaming on Peacock. All right, we got one more hour to go, and it'll be great to talk to Reggie Miller about what happened over the weekend and start to handicap the Lakers against the Golden State Warriors. Two hours in the books, one more to go. More phone calls. Operator Tyler standing by to take your calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. Back with a new poll question. And Reggie Miller, the final hour this Monday program with Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, and yours truly. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.